Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shed house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out So, ap- apropos to our earlier conversation about AI and music, I did read today where McCartney said that there will be a final Beatles song released based on a 1978 demo of a John Lennon demo, and they have AI is going to help them complete the song. I, I, one of the good uses of AI, I guess? You know. Yeah, yeah, it keeps creeping up, man. I mean, speaking of Lennon researching covers for uh the song we're gonna do tonight i i stumbled upon lennon ai singing um don't look back in anger and it was pretty good like oh i think god. with oh god i mean it makes perfect sense with, yeah <laughs> start yeah. a revolution from my bed it sounded like they had enough through all the years to like actually do it without like slurring it it sounded like he was singing it yeah, I mean that's only going to get better and better. I think. As oh yeah, the... I, be- I bet in a year it's going to be amazing. Like I think the the learning capabilities of AI are going to skyrocket, and it's going to be out of control very soon. For for some reason, I feel better about like an estate doing it, or at least yeah. somebody who was part of the band being like, okay, I can actually listen to this. And because it was on a demo that was called for Paul, like it w- it was about songs that maybe we could do together instead of just hey let's see if Lennon can sing yeah yeah you know under pressure or something have it done right instead of uh (laughs) just like someone in their basement like feeding it through some kind of algorithm (laughs) but hey you know the the Beatles 60 years later releasing new music why not why not if that's what AI can give us I'll I'll take I'll take the good since we're gonna get the bad regardless so anyway moving on to the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA championship which got me thinking and i was going to bring this up last episode but do you guys have like a favorite memory of music in a sports setting is there something that's like a standout musical sports memory for you um jeff has to be in person live or in person like or like just watching tv anything where music crossed with sports in your life not like a movie in a sporting environment like in a sporting contest yes where you're gonna hear music yes and it's okay well you know i guess a a very clear memory i have of a song being played was back in the 90s the 49ers would always use a rolling stone song before kickoff Ah. And they would play right start. Connection would be start me up. Sorry, start me up. I meant to say start me up. <laughs> you said right start, and I was like, I do not know that. Uh, at all. Deep cut. No, it's not a right start. <laughs> Clearly not a right start. Wrong start. <laughs> yes, start me up would be the kicker, and then also UCLA would also play one to begin one too. It's a Van Halen song, and it's not a very good Van Halen song. It's the Hagar song and i'm trying to remember the exact um, name but why can't i remember right it? here right now exactly see really right, here, right now UCLA? right start. they actually right. played that before they would come out of the tunnel yeah so they would show a picture of them in the tunnel like or the, the 
a video of them standing at the tall before it begins. They, they hear the piano going, like, oh, here they're about to come out. Here we go. Oh, right now. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I th- but one that just transcends all of it. So even though you didn't consider, like, sports movies or even – it's not even a sports movie, but I don't think anything beats in my life I Love L.A., Randy Newman. Well, because it works well. It starts with the naked gun. Mm-hmm. And arguably the greatest baseball scene in history. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, it. That that's a good one. But I would I would argue just a tad the because I think it was the first time this became. I think now it's overdone. But in the nineties, when the Bulls were on the run and they would shut off all the lights and the dun 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 dun. I don't know what the name of that song is, but man, it got me. Oh, you're paused. talking Alan Parsons project. That was Alan Parsons. That's Alan Parsons. Yes. No way. That is, uh, you're talking about the my And now, and now mm-hmm. your Chicago Bulls. And then the colored lights. <laughs> doom, doom, ding, oh, yeah, the lasers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. my God, it was so good. And I remember, because <laughs> in my hometown, the, the public high school, when I was in junior high, just had an awesome high school basketball team. They won state in 96 or 97, and they, start, they used that. And I just remember going to games would be packed. And they were playing, you know, a couple of NBA prospects. They played. They played a guy named Jonathan Bender, who was like a top ten pick out of high school. And it was just. Oh, I remember the failure that is Jonathan Bender. Yes. Well, he know. got hurt, you know. But <laughs> he had he had terrible knees, like coming out of high school. But it was just always packed, and there were so many people there, and they would do that, and it was just, oh, it was so glorious. But yeah, that that would that would rival, I think, um, what what you. For the time, in the moment of its peak, I would say yes. I'm talking longevity, where I'm talking decades spanning upon time. That the Michael Jordan, Alan Parsons project combination was glorious in its time, and certainly I would say in the moment, yes, you probably are right that it was probably a higher peak than any time I Live LA kicks in. But for the mere sake that I just, and I'm biased because to me that's never old. Anytime you hear that, yeah, it's great. And I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not, you know, I'm a Dodgers fan, but I'm not a Lakers fan. But, you know, every time you hear that song, it just mm-hmm. resonates so well with the victory. I, I, I agree. I agree. It's it, it's a fun. It's very fun to be at a, an event out here and hear it. To tie into all that, I used to like own the uh, Jock Rock CDs oh, from mm-hmm. ESPN. Yeah. Jock Jams. So, <laughs> yeah, Alan Parsons was the first song on one of them, <laughs> nice. and that was always the the, the buildup. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Uh, and a funny story is you, you guys know Jordan obviously. Yeah, and he's a been a past guest, guest of the show. Yes. The one Burning Man that he and I went together was the only Burning Man I've been to in 2018. Alan Parsons Project was playing mm. at Burning Man. Mm. So in the far distance, as we're sitting out on the playa just checking out things, we hear Sirius going on, and Jordan and I are just looking at Jordan, just we're just rocking out. Like, yeah, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> there it is. We hear it. Y'all are looking for a basketball and we're just, hoop to we're do just a, pretending a we're just announcing yeah. Michael Jordan to the game. It's like, yep, yeah, and now, <laughs> deep in the playa. Yeah, oh, get God. some finger rolls Your in. Your Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah. uh, Neil, what about you? You got one? Yeah, I got some uh, music sports crossover. Nothing like at a big uh, game where I heard a specific song, but one memory that comes up, um, I was hanging out with Matt Betts, who we've had on before. We were watching a Ravens game, and I was strumming I Know You Rider on guitar, and they started like coming back, so we decided to just keep playing I Know You Rider throughout the fourth quarter as they 
proceeded to win the game. Um, and we just thought it was hilarious. We thought we had control over the game because I know you, Ryder. And then a couple years later, Jeff, to your chagrin, um, you, were you at Jess and Mike's for the Ravens Niners Super Bowl? Oh, hell no. No, okay. No, you were. No, no. Game? Mike and I couldn't be in that same room together at that time. Okay. I didn't know Mike well enough to be to be in that same place. Okay. I was in a different, a completely different location. Well, that oh, that was a couple years later. Um, the host of the party was a Ravens fan, and uh, he had a guitar. It was fourth quarter. Game was getting close. I was like, you know what? Here we go. Um, I picked up the guitar, just playing it soft because I didn't want to fucking make a scene. It worked again. Um, and the fun part is, is you can kind of just strum it along. And then after, when it goes to commercial, there's a big play. You can bust into the, gonna miss your baby. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, after I'd say after like 10 minutes, I'd be like, stop fucking well, playing I w- that song. I was, ba- I was just barely strumming along. You were there, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I, yeah. yeah, you didn't even hear me. I was just, I was being polite about it. Um, oh. And then the only other quick one is um, one of my best memories of sports and music crossover just a great day that day josh you and i we met for opening day saints uh packers oh, yeah. at a bar and uh, then we right had tickets the to band of horses that night it's like a thursday. It was thursday i was really yeah. looking forward to it it was after work we were like oh my god are we gonna get a bar seat you know we want to watch the game but we got you know bar seats right in front of the tv chicken wings fries beers oh, yeah. a great, great game and then on to the concert where we hung out with my now wife <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i remember that that was also a long long time ago and uh-huh. even longer ago like i went to school in boston and i don't like it was the red sox 2003 2004 i don't know how long they've been doing the sweet caroline thing and obviously it's played out at this point but with that first run that became like a thing you know and everybody it was fu- it was kind of fun to be at a drunk at a bar in college and the seventh inning stretch and then everybody in the bar is so good so good so good that was that was that was fun for one playoff run (laughs) and (laughs) then every time i've heard it since i'm like okay enough of that that's it (laughs) i've i've had enough but okay all of all of those are good so so jeff be this being your last uh episode this time around at least we always like to ask our guests a question about their musical history, kind of an extension from the first episode, but this is more specifically about do you play any instruments? Currently, I don't necessarily play an instrument regularly. Do you have a history of playing instruments? (laughs) I do have a history of playing instruments, yes. What what are the instruments that you uh, know how to play or knew how to play? Well, I started with piano, as every Asian child pretty much starts either (laughs) piano or violin. Okay. I went piano route, so that was the beginning, which I talked a little bit about before. But yeah, as a child, I, I enjoyed it, but it just eventually got sort of stale. Yeah. And I had mentioned, you know, my teachers and the possibility of having a really old, frail, frail old man teaching me how to play piano <laughs> after a young Japanese woman started me playing piano may have altered my thinking about piano and i didn't have the dedication that it wasn't fun anymore (laughs) maybe not i mean not that i was thinking anything as a child but it just yeah something about it and i still recall a specific uh essence i like to call it that the old man gave that was very familiar to me as i had to sit next to him playing piano 
and it just wasn't exactly appealing. But he was a nice old man. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. He was a really nice old man. God rest his soul. Wherever he the is, energy in, was in the cosmos. There. It yeah. just wasn't mm-hmm. the connection on it. He basically dressed like Sean Connery in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, all the way from the hat to the the suit. Andy, wow. Yeah, basically just like that. Had the suitcase, probably not the umbrella, but had the suitcase too. So he was ahead of his time, maybe because that was before the movie came out. Nice. So, so you stopped uh, the piano, and did you go to anything after that? I did. So, in elementary school, they had sort of musical instrument demonstrations because they were trying to get people to get into band at yeah. that time. And I was really uh, driven, drawn towards the trumpet. So I played trumpet. Oh, nice. Going from about fourth and fifth grade up and through high school a little bit in college oh, but mostly through that time yeah so so you could probably still pick up a trumpet and fucking i can play. still play it i yeah i'm definitely rusty do, but i do I you own it. one? Oh yeah i own a trumpet i own a trumpet nice. i own a valve trombone which i played a little uh-huh. bit just because i thought it'd be cool to be able to try and play a valve trombone wasn't nearly as successful with that were you able to learn that because you knew how to play trumpet, or did you take classes to learn that? Yes, because I had the valves with the three keys. It basically was gotcha. the way for me to learn, though obviously the mouthpieces are much different, so it's a different way of playing that kind of uh, a horn, and it's not the same, nearly the same. Okay, okay. So last question, Do you was there like a rock song that you enjoyed playing on the trumpet or the valve trombone, and if so, what? A rock song. Rock-esque. Okay, yeah. So, in high school, of course, what was really cool back in high school was Pulp Fiction. So, oh. we would play Miserloo during pep band mm-hmm. at, high, at football games. And it started with my fellow trumpeteer at that time, who was a little older than me, but I eventually took over the reins. But it was basically, we would play that. That was definitely one of the fun things to play during those those football games and I did enjoy pep band at that time my musical teacher at high school his name was uh, Mike Galsatis definitely one of the best teachers I had in that time shout out Mike yeah shout out to Mr. Galsatis who is the musical director over at Stanford I believe or or, yeah Stanford I believe he's a legit guy he yeah also got me to play jazz so I played jazz in high school big band very cool and he was a very positive influence we also had a really fun sporting rivalry because he was a big Giants fan. So nice. we, okay. we had a good back okay. and forth of the Giants-Dodger thing, which was fun. And, yeah, he was great. Rivalries, pet band, high school. Oh, it's yeah. all good because on that note, uh, you were listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. And this week we are kind of going to go back to high school and maybe, for me, junior high. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because this week we are talking about Weezer. Specifically, their song, The Good Life, from their 1996 album, Pinkerton, written by Rivers Cuomo and produced by Weezer, and released on DGC. So the reason I bring up this song, and I'll just be honest about why... I chose this song is more really the album itself, but the song is just a reflection of what I consider a flawless album. It is Uh one of my favorite albums of all time, probably top three in my life. 
as a okay. album that just has transcended through not just the time at that time, but it just seems to carry the sound carries for me. And one thing that really connected to me was discovering my nephew who is just turned 20 uh, last year. And he's really into this album too. And nice. the fact that that can still connect at that age and that time. And it does capture a certain time and uh, of your life for sure. But oh yeah, Pinkerton is, you know, in general, just the albums of it not being in the song, of course, as a reflection of that is something that took a while for people to really appreciate. Mm-hmm. It really didn't do well at first. And people didn't really realize the depth of this song, this album, and really how well it carries and how it speaks to people, especially yeah. at a deep emotional level. And I would say it was certainly a pioneer of the emo boom that we saw shortly after that. That that mm-hmm. that is inarguable. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's funny you say that cause, because I was thinking about it. You know, obviously the blue album kind of blew up. I, I mean, I was like eleven or twelve when that came out, and I, I didn't own it, but my best friend did. We listened to it a lot. This album, I think, was probably a little. It wasn't as fun at that age, like when this came out at thirteen, as the blue album. Or even as the one that came out afterward, that was a color too, right? The green, green album, the, yeah. The green album, yeah. And so I, I vaguely remember this. Like I was like, I know this song, but it, it, it kind of like as I listened to it the last couple of weeks, I was like, oh yeah, this one. You know, they perfectly hmm. encompass this vibe that's like innocent, playful. I don't even know if this makes sense, but like harmless in its efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> there's not really a Harmless lot of efficiency. <laughs> they're so efficient with what you know with what he's doing. It's not like Metallica mathematical, but there is some math in there somewhere. I just I'm just not positive uh, where there is. Uh, <laughs> but I do like the song. I, I don't love the breakdown. It's just kind of a cascading mess that doesn't sound pleasing to me. But the riff and the verse and the chorus are good. Not great in my opinion, but good and i had a lot of fun listening to this song in the last couple weeks yeah um i don't know if i've ever really heard it i don't have much of a history with it i know last week jeff when you're like okay we're diving into weezer the best album i was like bleh (laughs) 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 so um yeah i i I, i've always loved weezer um but i never got too deep into it so it was fun to listen to this song but i know when i first put it on because I am such a fan of more of their kind of just pop, popular stuff. It's like, what the fuck is this? Throughout the week, it really grew on me. I mean, when they get cooking, the chorus is really good. I mean, that's what I go to Weezer for is those big choruses, the mathematical. Like, they have such a, like, high ceiling as far as just sonic pop perfection as far as, like, their harmonies and the way they craft their melodies. And this has a lot of everything. It's kind of, it's really raw in the beginning, like I said, I mean, I do like uh, mostly what Weezer does when they're really kind of perfecting their riffs and their harmonies and everything. I yeah. don't like them as much raw. But yeah, there's there's a lot of great stuff in this song. I mean, it's very creative. And Josh, I think the breakdown is one of my favorite parts. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just unexpected and that, kind that, of... That's um, fair. It does kind of come out lets of it ramp back up. Uh, you're kind of like, is it over? What What is this? Um, well, and also he changes key just for the breakdown. And then mm-hmm. comes back into the regular key when they come back into you know the the one thing kind of midway through the 
I do or, like about the breakdown, and I don't think you're going to do it, Josh, but I would love to hear someone cover this song just being like, gotta go back, gotta go back, da na 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 just real slow and sad. Are you, you know talking I mean? about like go to halftime at the end? Like, well, everything... just because you can sing it over the breakdown, like the melody's still in there somewhere, but just a real like back to the good life. During the breakdown, they go back to the I want to go back. I think you'd have to go come to <laughs> you got to go back to the go back. You get, they, they go back to the gotta go back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they do. But I think that's another thing of listening to this album today and this song in general. It's a, it was surprising to me, and this is probably why I don't remember it that well or didn't get into it as much at, at, at when it came out, was it is more of a mess than what you kind of go to Weezer for, which is what you said, Neil, like this sonic kind of pop. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it's punk, but, you know, borderline punk, punk, some punk, borderline yeah. emo, whatever. It, there's just kind of like a perfection there that's really not in this album or this song which is has its own allure but it's just not you're kind of like oh okay well i mean this is obviously the single off of the album because it's the only thing that's really that poppy off the album i think i think they were getting a little too cute with this song i mean not not really not artistically but if they wanted if their plan was for this to be a hit like even the guitar solo like the choice to make it super dissonant it's kind of like, ah, come on, just fucking play me a nice solo. It's not for pop radio. Like, it's it, it's too creative, I think. I mean, the chorus yes. definitely is, but the rest of the song is like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> well, I believe this was the second single they released off this yes. album, with El Scorcho being the first. To try to save it. Which <laughs> sort of makes sense, because El Scorcho does have a certain way about it that's a, definitely a more lighthearted version, and the story behind that one is a little more silly and fun, which is more weezer what people are used to with Weezer. And the reason why this album is so beloved by Weezer fans or just in general is because it isn't the Weezer you know. And it's the most vulnerable you're ever going to see Rivers be. He never never will go back to this place, I don't think, because he even said he was like, he hated it after, after a little while because he didn't feel comfortable about how exposed he was in terms of his writing. And this was also a time of turmoil with the band because mm-hmm. you had issues with Matt Sharp at the time who eventually left the band. But you can yeah. sort of tell, even if you watch like the music video, there's even the you know very yeah. theorized, but explain contrast. Like you had two sides where two guys are being very serious. Two guys are just don't give a, give zero fucks and are having fun. <laughs> it's a great music video, by the way, which yeah, um, yeah. I love about that. And minor shout out as well. The directors of that music video were the directors of the first ever commercial I ever worked on. So oh, oh, those cool. guys are big. Yeah, the they're a wife and husband and wife duo, uh, Dayton Ferris, who have directed some gigantic videos. They did like Tonight Tonight, Smashing Pumpkins. They've done REM mm. videos. They've done a lot of '90s stuff. And uh. so they are right up there. And uh, I also like that uh, Mary Rice Cubs in this video as the prominent. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a nice little throw in there. Hey, he's a very young big. Mary Lynn Rascoff. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. From I didn't 20, know her name. 24. I was like, oh, the chick from 24. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I, I did read that this was kind of rushed out as the second single because the first one, did El Scorcho, did not do well at all. Mm-hmm. And 
honestly, if you listen to the album, this is obviously the single. I mean, maybe El Scorcho, maybe the, what was it, Get You? Is that the the third song? In the, yeah. What's it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe that one. But this is by far the closest thing to what you expect from Weezer just based on the chorus. It's the most accessible chorus on the album. You know, my favorite part is the, the, is, yeah, I mean, that's like the most like fun rock and roll part of <laughs> what, the, the song. Before they yeah. go into the solo or back to the verse. Exactly. Uh, that is the essence of fun rock and roll. And that's what I leave the song with. That's what I go back to when I think of the song. I think of that part of the song. Yeah, I do think um, the song has a lot of balls with that those riffs and kind of just the way he is being really raw. I mean, just all over, just the 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 composition of it has balls. In the beginning is is just a very like Kinksian start to a song. Mm-hmm. My favorite part is um, during the "Gotta Go Back" where the guitar goes up real high, like the. Gotta get like it's really uh, really yeah, gets yeah, cooking yeah. there. It's nice. You know, he, he knows how to cook. You know, musically, you know, they produce the song. It just says Weezer produces the song. I I don't love the production. I do think there's times in the song where instruments are stepping on each other. I do mm-hmm. love how like heavy the bass is when it comes in. And I read a couple different things on that where there's versions where it's not as heavy, but I really do like that in the beginning. But I think once they kind of get into it, there's just times where it's just kind of a mess and <laughs> things are stepping on each other. And then it'll clear up. Yeah, even some of the harmonies, they're like singing them just a second later. And it's all him, right? He's singing all the parts, I think. Brian Bell does sing backup okay. on this song, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, the the song is basically Brian Bell, rhythm guitar, backing vocals, Rivers, lead vocals, lead guitar, piano, glockenspiel. Uh, Matt Sharp is also doing some backing vocals and playing bass, and Patrick Wilson on the drums and percussion. So one of my other favorite parts of the song, I don't really think these guys are great singers, but the way that they play with the lyric and, and kind of perform it instead of really, it's, it's almost like they're not even singing. It's like they're doing a performance of whatever story he's trying to tell. You know, they have all these little quirks where one of them will say something. I don't it's, know. I don't I've know about it. that. I've had it. Yeah. yeah. It, well, what do you think of juvenile? What do you guys think about that with Weezer in general? Like they seem to do that a lot. Like, hey, dude, you going to the after party? I'm stoked. <laughs> well, they establish themselves as you know the nerd rock genre. Yeah, yeah. Of that time, which that was what sort of separates them from other general rock bands they have a specific sound a specific look because when i think about who are bands that sound like weezer it's like well it's weezer they have a very specific type of sound that isn't necessarily another band sound if i'm gonna say or if i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say oh the rentals but of course matt sharps is the rentals so (laughs) it doesn't quite fit in that way which i don't know weezer's very specific sounding rivers's voice to me is a very specific like yeah, voice oh, it it's is. very clear who that is when he sings. You know, you know that's mm-hmm. Rivers, and mm-hmm. I, I would say that they're like a, a comparison I would make to like a, say a band at the time. Let's say the Smashing Pumpkins are, are like a stand-up act that's coming out and trying to be like a serious comedian, and these guys are like improv comics who are yeah. just kind of showing up and goofing off, but kind of have a, a, a thread to it. 
And yeah. they're just having a lot of fun with it of like, we're going to play rock and roll and write some fucking playful lyrics and yeah. perform the shit out of them and kind of rock out. And that's... Well, it's a nice formula to be like be able to be kind of mathematical kind of genius in some ways and then also like kind of just play it off like you're carefree you know what i mean it's a nice for sure i mean i it's very i love i do like how that melody goes into the i don't want it, it's a very quick transition there they go to a different chord to get like a transition chord to get to that four at the mm-hmm. old man anymore which again i knew this song but had no idea he was talking about an old man until this week but I, I I really like how that how they slide into that that chorus and get to that four. It's not it's not something you see regularly. Well, the old man is him. He's talking about himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a he's talking about an old man, but you get the feeling this is like a twenty five year old looking back at like <laughs> seven years ago. Yeah. yeah, and even I think when I first listened to it, it's that first couple lines that really just are a little much and that's what puts it in the juvenile just like who is that funky dude staring back at me <laughs> yes i don't dislike the lyric uh i actually i think it's pretty uh, tight and effective but there are some things like even the shaking booty making sweet love all night you know it's like all right come on or like i just need to admit i want sugar in my tea hear me hear me i want sugar in my yeah tea. twice like, he, <laughs> he wants that sugar <laughs> Got it. Sugar hey, old man's got to get that sugar <laughs> in his tea, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna hurt nobody. Ain't gonna cause a scene. Just need to admit that I want sugar in my tea. Jeff, Jeff, what do you, as a Weezer fan, like, what do you, what do you take from his lyric usually? I mean, do you think that he's, I know you said this album is more vulnerable and I guess he was injured or something when he was writing this, but what are you looking for out of a lyric? Are you just looking for playfulness? Or are you looking for like kind of a, a, a funny? Well, with Weezer, you're generally looking for fun, whimsical in, the, in a way, but also just fun and silly. And what Pinkerton really brings is a darkness to all that that isn't really apparent in any other Weezer album, which is mm-hmm. why it really is a pioneer of 90s emo. And yeah. really kicks in the fact that it's he's he's depressed and he's singing about being depressed, and it connects with people that way because a lot of these lyrics aren't friendly or fun. It's I mean it's all based on his experiences when he went to Harvard, and this song yeah. is no different when he's had corrective leg surgery and he's basically handicapped for months. And why did what did what did he what happened to his legs? I don't recall the specifics, but he needed surgery on his legs, like corrective leg surgery. Like because it's just wild. Like after the success, he just went to college and had surgery. Basically, yeah. Like I think that was the thing. He had like one leg was longer than the other, Hmm. and he had to have surgery to fix that. And these lyrics, especially like in this song, it just things about him talking about how vulnerable he is, how depressed he is. The, the lyrics that stick out to me and he's like excuse the bitching I shouldn't complain I should have no feeling because feeling is pain everything I need is denied me and everything I want is taken away from me but who I got to blame nobody but me so yeah. it, those are the relics I really love about in this song yeah no no that's and good. I do like it's the chorus being read like that yeah and I do like the chorus and because it's Weezer you're always gonna have that cheesiness sort of in your mind about these songs <laughs> he like, just can't help is cheesy is it cheesy <laughs> yeah it's Rivers. He he is cheese. He's taken uh-huh, cheese uh-huh. to the bank. He's yeah. written twenty albums 
No, 19 uh-huh. of the 20 ops. I'm not counting this one because this one is not the cheese. <laughs> this is this is like the stinky blue cheese. It's the mold. It's the blue cheese. It's the, the mold. You know, you know, you might really love it. It's decadent. <laughs> it's lovely, and it just it it it's there. It resonates. But you know, can you handle it? Because some people and initially the public couldn't handle it. They 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 trashed this album, mm-hmm. and they didn't really understand until. Oh wait a second! You listen a second time. You listen to a third time. You start. Yeah. St- you start seeing this. This. This album has legs, and yeah. like I said, it's not just this song, but to me, the placement of this song in the album, it fits perfectly yeah, no. with everything. As you go down through the song list and you get to this song, it really does connect well, very well. It starts the second half. Yeah. Which is, I think, the better half of the album. It's the more playful half, for sure. Yeah. It's What's funny? Uh, yeah, to me, it starts with "Across the Sea." Begins the sort of not as dark side of it because then it's like his sort of like being coming out of the darkness of this letter yeah. from this girl from Japan. Totally <sighs> opens up my heart or opens up my mind, and he's using that as a recovery. And then it sort of goes into everything else from this song, El Scorcho, and then mm-hmm. to me, I also love "Pink Triangle," which I think is a hilarious song. That that's the more of the Weezer. I like I think it's. The silly fun that's, Weezer, yeah, even though it's still a depressing song, you, you, but it's also, expect. it has that Weezer sound to it. Yeah, just what well, I was going to say, like you mentioned, I mean, it didn't get the radio play it deserved or the acclaim from the, the masses, but it is funny. I did read that uh, an early Rolling Stone review said this song was catchier than syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you said it's about depression and his state of depression, but if you listen to it and don't know the backstory, it almost seems like a song about being nostalgic for like something that happened a year ago. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. not being like, like looking back at high well, school yeah. from forty. You're well, like he even says a year like, or two, right? <laughs> he definitely yeah, is saying like, it. Yes. <laughs> it's like God, I wish this was oh, last man. year. What about those shows? I wish, being, I backstage wish I was back Bettys, being a rock man. star, banging a girl every night, different one every night, which I sang about earlier in a different song. You know, that was depressing to me too, but I really wish I was back for that because, mm-hmm. you know, it was a year or two, and now I just have a leg that I can't move. So, Well, yeah. he could definitely move it during the music video, which was a, a fun uh, a fun watch. I know we mentioned it earlier, but we'll just, we'll just touch on it again real quick. Like I don't really think this song is like stuck in the '90s. I I really don't. I don't think it's a, a oh my god, it's such a '90s song. But when you watch the video, the '90s mm-hmm. fucking it's a fucking '90s song. You know, <laughs> it's like that is a '90s yeah, like video. The, the three I don't know what you call that. The three screens, but it's all one screen and you know divided. And like you said, two of them are just very like stoic, and then the other are like fucking getting into it like it was fucking the Beatles. <laughs> and then you have this weird pizza delivery thing going on. With uh, the girl from with a woman from twenty four, it's quite a little time capsule, <laughs> and that it perfectly encapsulates this song. Like it's not as it, and Weezer and Jen, it's not as self serious as other videos you could find mm-hmm. at the time. Very true. It's it's definitely yeah, yep. a perfect nineties video. And this is now definitely in my top Weezer songs. I, I definitely love this song now, and just in general. Um, I love how Weezer almost carved out, like when you hear bands now, they almost carved out their own harmonies, like their Weezer-esque harmonies you can hear in music, you know? And that's that's not easy to do. And then just one of my favorite memories as a kid, just one of the first times you're ever hanging with friends, having beers, like listening to music, like in a very like PG, just like having a Bud yeah. Light. And all of us looking at each other, listening to the Blue Album, being like, this is really good. 
You know, and one <laughs> one of the first times, like you realize that you have an opinion, and yes, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. You know, and it's perfect music mm-hmm. for that age. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Yeah, it's just, and, yeah, and it's, it makes me want to have a light beer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> It makes me want to go sit by the railroad track somewhere mm-hmm. and have a light beer. Yeah. Yeah. A little beast light. Well, you know, that's a perfect uh, portrait to, to bring us into the vibe time section of this podcast. So, uh, Jeff, for the last time, bring us into the vibe time portion of this podcast in three, two, one. how you took one thing and just did a subtle change each week it's very very nice very nice you're the first person to do that so i like it. it's very it's a original theme yeah for 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 pod gay rock jeff this is your song when specifically do you want to hear the good life by weezer this is an easy regular rotation song for any road trip driving wanting to just belt out a whole entire album this being a highlight of that album and also just when i'm feeling like shit and need that <laughs> album to just sort of be there to just yeah, yeah. get me feeling those emotions, feeling okay about those emotions. And again, like I said, yeah, when I got to get all emo, it's definitely in one in there along with a couple other albums that I definitely will always tie to that kind of uh, feeling. But even then, I it's, it's, it's really just honestly, like I can listen to this album almost pretty much any time I want because it, it, brings, it brings joy to my heart and whether it be needing something to get me energized for a workout or wanting to just sit there and get some work done, I can play this song. I, I, I don't know. It's an all vibe, all types of vibes, <laughs> all kind, vibes of a, all uh, kind of song for me. It's like all spice. It's an all vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go like this is a song I want to hear like at an arcade or like a putt-putt course mm, where like good. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little youthful anyway and this would just take me right I, I would just really be having a lot of fun if this came on and in either one of those scenarios and I, it, it would just be the perfect setting yeah yeah um i do think another perfect setting would be um walking into a party with old friends right as it right as it gets cooking through the chorus mm. gotta go back just party entrance oh, um, i think right off the bat jump <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it could work like, at any point. But if you waited till it got cooking and ripped no, open that's, the door. That's when you, you've gotten to the <laughs> I'm thinking the, the more drinks. cinematic entrance. You've gotten to the drinks at that point. Like, it gets there when you're at the drinks. You're like, And um, one more. Next time uh, I'm hanging out, getting loose with Chung. I would definitely want to rock out with Chung to this. Mm-hmm. I can already see a music video being created to this song. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's, <laughs> There'll be yeah, a night out with two. the boys. It's like, hey. <laughs> you guys you guys get your hall pass tonight. We're gonna go do it. I'll be the pizza delivery person in okay, that scenario. Sweet. Y'all can just <laughs> y'all can just put a camera in my truck. Uh you're gonna play the uh, character he, who comes in from his job being a pizza delivery man and that you're just getting off. You're like, Yeah, you're you in start throwing meatballs. Let the good at life y'all. commence. <laughs> uh well, uh speaking of letting the good life commence, why don't we uh slide under the influence? Talk about the influences of this song. I mm-hmm. will get us started here. I think, as I said earlier, you know, you get a Kinks vibe. You get, like, the playfulness of, like, a cheap trick. And the Ramones, even. I could see uh, mm-hmm. all kind of influences. And, like, 
folks kind of around at the same time, Foo Fighters, Green Day, not the same music specifically, but the same vibe of <clears throat> rock that they're, they're, they were doing at that time. And then moving forward, like, I don't know that kind of emo world that well, like late 90s, early aughts. Basically, I go like Blink-182. They're not even emo, but just really bands like that. It seems like a, a whole like Southern California movement of music is inspired by this. I feel it. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, definitely there's that that 90s SoCal pop punk kind of vibe to it. When I hear those Matt, Matt Sharp basses, I definitely get a little like a little tinge of Primus too and just something that just adds a little more heaviness <laughs> yeah, in this yeah, album. Sure. Not necessarily yeah. in oh, other, sure. well, the, other songs. The but guitar yeah. solo for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and heavy bass as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, just that would be my light out because again to me Weezer is just sort of a very specific sound that just resonates to me as Weezer and I don't there's know something about world. it yeah there's definitely a Weezer you go into Weezerpedia there. yeah <laughs> that was a fun find I didn't know there was a Weezerpedia oh my goodness I, is there really or yeah there, there really? is a Weezerpedia I think it's down right oh now though goodness. I was trying to look up something it's like the server's down like oh <laughs> Someone. Come on, guys. Yeah, they're, they're Get Weezerpedia back up. Amateurs running this thing. Okay, so for influence, I'm going a bit of a different way. Um, I first heard some fish, almost like a picture and nectar, like in the beginning where he's like, dun, 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 And then also uh, from almost the halfway point on, a lot of Wilco and pavement, even in that slow part, like it almost sounds like range life a little bit, or like a creative Wilco song. I like that. They're kind of, uh, I can't think of the word. What is it when you're playing at the same time? You're not influences, you're... Contemporaries. Well, <laughs> speaking of contemporaries, why don't we, and, and brain farts, why don't we uh, slide under the covers and talk about the covers of this song, which hmm. there weren't many, but Neil, did you hear any? Yeah, I found an acoustic version on YouTube. This guy, Ellis Thomas... Um, doing just a slow one guitar acoustic, um, not bad. It was very UK heavy. I wanna go Bach. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get a Bach. That sounds Scottish. Gotta go Bach. Gotta go Bach. Got it. Well, that's why I said UK because I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> tell fair. the exact dialect there. It encompasses all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff, what about you? Did you hear hear one that? Uh, going off of what Neil just pointed out i wrote literally a lot of boys with acoustic guitars <laughs> a lot because of there's a lot of that <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, you're gonna add one more well no this one actually was a more straight cover there's uh an account that said the best friends of a the best friends av club did a cover of this song which actually i found hmm. sort of fun and they played this parts in different like different areas so it's almost yeah. like a covid type recording even though it's not covid but it's just yeah nice little different different places being played and it was it was a good cover i enjoyed it oh that's fun i i listened to two one by a band called just friends which is a pretty it's like a ska like horns are involved version of it uh which cues pretty close to the original um, and then one by the Impossibles, which is just like it takes the borderline emo way across the border <laughs> into emo world, and I I would not suggest listening to that. It's it's a little much, but but just friends, 
you know, maybe, 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 maybe the first minute, just just to check it out. Mm-hmm. I, I would say. <laughs> any any more you guys listen to? No, that's 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 all I can find. Other than a lot of just dudes strumming it. Well, you know, you know what dudes strumming it are, are also doing? Probably wearing shoes. Is so. that the new name of the pod? <laughs> dudes strumming it. <laughs> let's talk about how the shoes fit jeff this is your song how does the shoe fit for weezer the good life it's always funny when you ask this question because i the last pod you guys were very creative with the way you would answer this question and i'm not nearly that creative so i'm just thinking in my head man i really wish i had my old band sneakers Slap those suckers <laughs> on. I'm ready to just hit that pavement, man. Ready to go. Ready <laughs> Going to the after party. Life. Get my saggy <laughs> jeans going, you know, that have got that good good rundown on the just it's been just been all destroyed on the edge. Yeah, oh, a little yeah. fringe down there. The fringe, yeah. The natural fringe <laughs> made by said yeah. pavement. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, if you're really fancy, then you might you might break out the corduroys and be like, oh, I'm in a fancy world, mm. and like, yeah, mm. yeah, you know, wear the sweater. So is, I, when the is, sweater song comes on, I got my sweater on. You know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could maybe look that all cool. Right, all right, I was not a big sweater <laughs> guy back then, but I did like the song. Um, but yeah, definitely get me those vans back on my feet, feeling comfortable, nice, wide, and comfortable. And... Well, we were we were not far apart. I I also said like a, a pair of vans, but. No shoelaces, no laces. They're mm-hmm. not even there. I don't. You know, I, they could. My foot could come out of it. I wouldn't even care. And that's how this. <laughs> that's how this song fits. Like I'm just walking. I'm hitting the pavement, like you said. And if the pavement is just my foot hitting it with no van zone, after a few steps, I don't even notice. But Neil, what about you? Well, um, to celebrate my favorite album, the Blue Album, I'm gonna go with uh, Electric Blue Chucks. And with this song specifically, they took a while to wear in. They're real. They're kind of tight, uh, but now they're feeling good. Now, now they're. Now, now you gonna, wish it was last year. Now they again, fit, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, on that note, Jeff, it, it's been a blast. Thank you for doing this the last three episodes. Oh, thank you guys. Been, yeah, thanks for coming awesome. on, man. It's been awesome. You guys make this a very pleasant experience. I, I'm very happy to be part of it. Hell yeah. Thank you, sir. And uh, excellent pick uh, on the song. And on that note, we, why, why keep the people waiting <laughs> when, uh, when we could hear our cover of Weezer's The Good Life? When I look in the mirror, can't believe what I see. Tell me who's that funky dude Staring back at me Broken, beaten down Can't even get around Without an old man cane I fall and hit the ground Shivering in the cold I'm bitter and alone Excuse the bitching I shouldn't complain I should have no feeling Cause feeling is pain Cause everything I need Is denied me And everything I want Is taken away from me But who I got to blame Nobody but me I don't wanna be an old man anymore 
Shaking booty, making sweet love all the night. It's time I got back to the good life. It's time I got back, time I got back. Not in I'm a pig, I'm a dog So excuse me if I drool I ain't gonna hurt nobody I ain't gonna cause a scene I just need to admit I want sugar in my tea Hear me, hear me I want sugar in my tea I don't wanna be an old man anymore Spent a year or two since I was out on the floor Shaking booty, making sweet cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond. Thank you for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to reach out to us, you can contact us on Instagram or Twitter at the handle at podgaverock, or email us to what at podgaverock.com. Next week is Neil's week, so Neil, what will we be discussing? This week we're going to listen to Pictures of You by The Cure. Can't wait!